from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. The draft is that much closer, and this is Mock Draft Monday. We're going to keep moving those days around, but today we're going to go through a full mock draft for your Kansas City Chiefs, and we're pretty excited about it. We're brought to you by Built Bar today. Every single time you go to Built Bar, to BuiltBar.com and use the code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off. We're going to get into this mock draft step-by-step in an evolution of what we did last week, and we're going to do one every week going up to the actual draft, which is now just two and a half weeks out. Pretty excited about it, and I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to what we get today out of it. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, and your host at RGR Football. Chris Clark, thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. And there is a lot to talk about uh, when it comes to this team and this draft because it could be a very big draft for this Chiefs team. Yeah, it's something I think is going to take on the core of what the future of the, of the franchise is, obviously, right? So they have to get to that, including adding a couple of pieces. I think there will at least be a player taken in the secondary. Uh, what number they'll wear will be a little bit interesting because I think things are changing back there, right? Yeah, it sounds like it It hasn't come out. It hasn't become a fully known thing that it's going to happen. Although I will say this, it doesn't look like it is a necessity or it wouldn't be a necessity for Tyron Matthew uh, to change his number uh, with the new number rules that Kansas City has proposed. They don't have to have that pass to, for him to change his number to what he's wanting to go to. He has come out and said he does not want to wear the number seven, which is what he wore when he was at LSU. Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that. I would have thought that would have been, if if allowed, I thought that would have been cool. A little bit of a flashback. You have to earn the number seven at LSU, and I think that's a positive thing going forward. So what does he want to wear? 21, it sounds like. Huh. Which is a flashback to Charles Woodson. Right, hey. Who he posted a picture of on his page. So. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. I guess that makes more sense. You know, I'm all for for making players comfortable, letting them do what they want to do. But um, I'm just going to warn you now, I'm going to be slow to keep up with this. No, and I get honestly, I wouldn't have kept up with that. I wouldn't have kept up with it that much if it didn't just show up in my Twitter feed. Uh, But, you know, when you follow the right people, you kind of get that kind of and uh, Twitter tells you sometimes when things are going on in this uh, in this regard. Yeah. And that's that's the way that it generally rolls. I think the secondary in general, um, it'll obviously have a different look if it's a different number. Um, clearly, Bashad Breland has not signed anywhere yet. I think that's still a possibility. I don't think a number change is going to like preclude that. It's going to be what it is. But at this point, I do feel like that's still in the car. It's just the Chiefs always kind of lie on the crutch that if they have a guy that's been on their roster and knows their system, they'll go back to him if they need to, if he's there and he's cheap. Yeah, and I think that the big thing here is is I think that maybe he's looking at it and maybe Breland doesn't want to sign until after the draft uh, at this point because uh, he's going to be able to see what team is going to need a corner and maybe that could benefit him. Uh, and honestly, if I'm Kansas City at this point with the draft two weeks away, I'm not signing him just because that basically keeps you from drafting a corner. Maybe somebody's going to drop in your lap that you would really like. Yeah, you absolutely never know when that's going to happen, but it does. And it's not like they're not set. I mean, okay, they don't have all pros at all those corner positions, but I feel pretty comfortable Ward, Aid, and Fenton as your top Mm -hmm. three. I'm with you. I am pretty comfortable with that as well. And I'm sure there's more talent. We'll see what happens with DeAndre Baker. There's there's a lot of questions. 
So there's stuff to come there. And I think what's going to be interesting to see how the first round actually falls. I think there's going to be some trades offered today. So when we get back, we're going to jump into this live mock draft. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And bet online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about the Chiefs, but what about the rest of the league? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it's all about sports, all you need, all the news, every morning, and it's under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so I have it queued up here. We're going to get started and see what comes to us in terms of a trade. I'm expecting some. I don't know about you. Yeah, I did. There is going to several trades whether or not it's up or back in the city who knows now the first one comes in and we are getting an offer from the titans who want to move out but they want um they want the third round pick in addition to the swap and i think that's a little too rich for what i'm trying to do agree for the 22nd pick yes 31 and 94 for 222 oh man i'd consider it if there's a good tackle left but i don't know who's there so well, we can find that out, and let's see what's on the board. Trevon Jenkins is still there. No, Tevin went at oh, wait, 21. Right. Tevin Jenkins. Uh, There's no way Kyle it's last till 18. No, I think that's crazy, too. But uh, that's this particular scenario this week. Um, yeah, and Elijah Vera Tucker, who I think is a guy that the Chiefs may actually feel comfortable with a tackle that I think some of the league won't. Uh, he is off the board as well. So let's pass on this one yep. and see what we get to. Another one, uh, the Jags at 25. Now, I think this is this is the one that Chad Ruder, I think, put into, um, <laughs> at least on the paper, um, moving up to 25 with the Jags. I think that's an interesting idea. And they'd, they'd require a fourth-round pick to do it. Do you think that that's worth it? Potentially again, it depends on who's on the board. I mean, is there one? Here's Landon Dickerson's already gone, uh, which I wouldn't have taken in the first round personally. So, mm-hmm. uh, Sam Cosme is there, the athletic tackle from Texas. Ian Leichenberg, who we took last week, is on the board there. Dylan Radins, who is on the board, but I think he should be a, a lower down mid second. Then you get the center and Creed Humphrey that's still on the board as well, but I can't justify that. So nope. really looking right here is there's two top edges. The two top edges on my board right now are still here at 25 in Aziz Ojolari, the like undersized but frisky kind of like more like a Justin Houston, uh, more like a three, four outside linebacker type and Quiddy Pay from Michigan, um, who are the top two on my board. Do, does edge in value interest you here at 25 giving up a fourth? No. Okay. So hold solid and go to 31, you're saying? Uh, at least at this point, yes. Done deal. And as we come around, we get to 31, and we do have an offer from the Jags to move back to 33. So second pick, uh, I'm sorry, first pick of tomorrow, of day two. And they're, they're willing to give a seventh in this year and a fifth next year. Does that interest you at all? And it comes down to, again, Sam Cosme's the best tackle available. You have Jamin Davis out of uh, Kentucky, the linebackers. Jamin Collins is off the board at this point. But the key here for me is 
So you have Jamin Davis, you have Kadarius Tony, who people have been saying the Chiefs could look at. You have Cosme available, you have Marshall available, and you have Liam Eikenberg. So to me, it would take this trade. I mean, yeah, you're not getting a ton of value, but you're only moving back two picks, and you get a extremely valuable pick in pick 33. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And with, what, four guys that you can say are likely on the Chiefs board at that point, this is a value that you can get away with. So we're going to gain a seventh-round pick. For, two, then, for going back two spots, and honestly, like I said, the pick 33, I think, is a huge ability to be able to trade back and further and get big value for somebody willing to come up and get somebody. And that is key. Because everybody resets their boards after night one. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we've accepted that trade. We've moved back to 33. We're at the top of day two at this point. There are more uh, offers coming in. It doesn't look like any of them are worth anything. Uh, that we'd want to back off of. So let's make a selection here at 33. Uh, what went off it? Uh, they went, the Jaguars wanted back in uh, for Elijah Moore at 31. Najee Harris goes at, at 32. So that leaves us all the same guys we were talking about. Kadarius Tony, Jamie Davis at linebacker, Cosme at tackle, and Terrace Marshall at wide receiver. And Liam Eikenberg. Yeah. Although I will so. say, we took him last week. I'd rather go with Cosme. He is the number one tackle in the athletic majors. Okay. Well, uh, the question becomes, do you take Jamin Davis knowing that you absolutely need to get a left tackle? Because you absolutely need to improve that linebacking core, but I think you can do that later with another guy. Uh, I don't know that you're going to be able to get a guy that can play left tackle. I would agree. And uh, honestly, I think Jamin Davis is more of a second rounder. Um, I don't think that this is actually accurate where he'd be going this high in the first place. So. Um, I would say it's between Marshall and Cosme for me. Yeah, and I was going to say, I don't think you can look at Kadarius Tony because we've already talked about this. He is too much like McCall Hardman. You're basically picking another McCall Hardman. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe he'd turn out better, but I just don't think there's value there for that. So to me, I, I think you're right. It's between Cosme and Marshall. And while I would love to go wide receiver, and I think Marshall could be a great value pick, I think you have to go. T- okay, so. They are right about the same spot on my board as well, and I think the Chiefs are probably close. So this is this is positional need trumping being the tiebreaker. It's not that he's a better player than Marshall because I think overall uh, Marshall may end up being out on top, and I love him as next, but I'm with you. So we take Sam Cosme in round one for the Kansas City Chiefs in this particular mock draft. Now, we'll see how it falls out. The edges are starting to come off. The other tackles are starting to come off. So clearly, we got in there just as the second-tier run kind of started, and I think that's a pretty good spot for value. We have another offer here uh, to go up from 63 to 53. Um, they'll want us to include our fifth-round pick, and that's to the Titans. Does that interest you? Potentially. Who's available? Let's take a look. Um, I think this is worth doing right now because Creed Humphrey is on the board. Take it. Okay. We agree. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not messing with that offensive line. I'm taking that trade in a, in a heartbeat. Okay, so we are on the board. We are taking Creed Humphrey to lock up Patrick's offensive line here. I think that's a, a great deal. I don't mind giving up the fifth round pick. Yes, they can still be profitable, but to give that up and get the best center on my board, I think that's really worth it. So now um, I feel like you have a lot of athleticism. You have a lot of options on that offensive line for Patrick. Well, that's exactly. You got to protect the guy. Now we're coming back around. And as we tick down here into the third, I think this is a good time to take our break and we'll come back. And there's going to be a trade offer. We'll get to that coming up next.
We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. And we recognize it's been hard to keep up with the brackets and all the new flavors. But let's remember, when it all comes said and done, there are a couple things that really stand out, like cookies and cream with 17 grams of protein at 130 calories, or almond coconut, which is one of my favorites still. And you can get a serious discount over at BuiltBar.com by using the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 50% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. And we are back on the clock at 94 uh, with another offer again from the Rams to move back now. Um, What is it? Nine places to 103 and pick up a seventh. That doesn't interest me in the slightest. Yep. Agreed. And a very similar deal from the Niners. So we're going to decline both of those. And we take a look at the board fresh. Werner's route are still there. I think we talked about them. We did lose out on the two wide receivers. So that is off the board. There's an interesting cornerback, another long, tall guy with um, good physical presence in uh, Benjamin St. Juice out of Minnesota. Uh, six foot three, 200 pounds. Um, and a guy that I think um, is developmental, but in a way very similar to OP Keys. And not as productive as Legereus, but certainly in that kind of thin, taller length uh, of the arm is really important kind of guy. Um, there's also Robert Rochelle, who is uh, one of the most athletic corners in this group, played at Central Arkansas, but again, has good size at six foot. Um, and his arm length, I did not get a report on, but it, it is fairly similar. Uh, and then Keith Taylor, who is another University of Washington cornerback. Um, UW. Much in the in the, the guise of uh, Marcus Peters in that um, better zone than sticky and man, um, not as productive by, as Peters by any means. So like there is that, but like the archetypes are the same. Um, developmental tackle in, in James Hudson. Um, not a whole lot beyond that that isn't starting to become a reach. I mean, Ali McNeil, uh, the interior defensive lineman out of NC State. Anything grabby direction. I can't see them going interior defensive line at this point in the draft after they've done what they're ready this year. So I think you have to be looking at what's the best value for this team. Uh, I think it's got to be probably the corner from Minnesota. From Minnesota? Okay. Or or from Central Arkansas. I mean, whichever one you think uh, better fits their scheme. I like the upside of Rochelle better, but I think St. Juice is a little bit more pro-ready. Um Given that we we don't know how they're going to balance it out, I, I can understand going with the bigger one. I'm okay with that for now. We'll see what happens next week. Maybe Rochelle will be there. So we're going to select Benjamin St. Juice out of Minnesota with the third-round pick, and the Chiefs will roll on and see where they get to. Now I think is going to be the critical time because linebackers are getting thin. Now we're getting to developmental territory. We're getting to hybrid territory. Uh, about trying to find someone like Divine Diablo that just went off the board as we're ticking down here in the fourth. Um, the offers have slowed down. We're going to get through these picks a little bit easier now. And when we get to 136, where the Chiefs now have 136 and 144, um, they're not right next to each other, but there is some combination there. Um, and like I was talking about, hybrid players. Jacoby Stevens is on the board here, uh, who lined up 
more like a linebacker, but is listed as a safety, has some speed skills um, that are a little bit better than a linebacker. Honestly, his size reminds me of Dan Sorensen, and I think that that fit 6'1", 216 was his list. I think he's actually a bit bigger than that now. Like I think he could eventually fill that role. He's played in the secondary, and he's played in the box. I think that's a, a really nice one-for-one match. Um, there's also a running back. There's some developmental linemen in uh, David Moore out of Grambling on the offensive side, and Osa Adigbazwag, can never pronounce his name correctly, from UCLA. <laughs> and then we get into the developmental edges, which include Agudier, uh from Notre Dame as well as Hayes from Notre Dame, um, wide receivers in like Seth Williams and that level. Um, I am glad that we grabbed a corner here in the, the previous round. What grabs you here with this group? Well, if you can't improve the linebacker group, I think you probably have to go at safety. I don't see any value in taking back after with already having the roster. Interior offensive linemen, if they hadn't picked two offensive linemen in the first two rounds, then maybe you consider that, or the first, I guess, in the second round. Maybe you consider that, but really I think you have to go with the safety at this point. I kind of do as well, and I'm glad that uh, the Tyrant doesn't want number seven because Jacoby Stevens wore seven at LSU, so we'll grab him and see what he wants to wear for a number. Um, let's see. A move back option we're going to decline because that's not value at all. We're going to see what comes up here. We're picking again at 144, just a few picks later. And as again, we look at the list, we are in range of those developmental edges. Um, we did not end up picking one up earlier in uh, the Houston guy, Peyton Turner. So I think this is uh, another good spot for them in either flavor. I prefer Hayes, but do either of them stand out to you or the wide receiver, uh, Seth Williams? Um, we just took a safety, but James Wiggins is out there if you want somebody to play deep. Um, I don't think you can go safety with what we've already done. I think you have to look on the opposite side unless you're able to get a linebacker um, or edge. And, you know, if you're looking at your edge guys, uh, you know, I'm open to either of those guys. The question is, is does Seth Williams fit the Z position or sorry, X? I apologize. Uh, if that position in that direction, but. I, I think he does. He's definitely got the size. I'm not sure. He's had a couple of good games here and there. Um, he versus Tyson Campbell was pretty good. Um, I, I'm just not sold on him. I think there's similar value farther down in the wide receivers ranking, so I'm not in a rush for that particular player. Okay. Um, the other thing that I will throw out to you is there is another developmental edge that I think has been um, undersold. Ellersmith, Ellerson Smith out of uh, Northern Iowa. I think he ranks right up there with the uh, the Notre Dame guys, so uh, your call. I would go Hayes or uh, Smith. Which one? Okay, so Hayes is from Notre Dame. Smith is from the smaller college. Mm-hmm. So you know what you're getting with Hayes. You don't know what you're getting with the other guy. I think you go with the uh, with the one you think has the higher upside. Okay. Dalen Hayes, team captain Notre Dame, is now a Kansas City Chief. And we are rolling on. The next pick for the Chiefs is at 175. And I think that's going to be a really interesting pick because of um, the depth at where linebacker is and where wide receiver is. The best linebacker on the board right now was Monty Rice out of Georgia. And I believe, did he just go? Yep, I think he, he just did went just go. to the Baltimore Ravens. Hmm, shocking. Which is funny because it seems like Baltimore has plenty of linebackers. Yeah, but this is, you know, this is a algorithm driven simulation, um, not necessarily the reality. 
So, and this is the area where we start to get into some of those things that I was talking about wide receiver wise. Marlon Williams, Shai Smith, Joss, um, Imitarabe, Bebe. I can't remember how to say that either. Um, Fahoko, I think we looked at last week. Um, White Hubert is another developmental edge that's going to be out here. Bobby Brown, the interior defensive lineman. Um, if they hadn't gotten uh, Creed earlier, uh, Drew Dalman is a guy that is lower down in the ranks. He's a day three guy. I think he's more of a, a fringe fifth round player than where this is looking like, you know, the sixth. Um, I think he could even go in the fourth, um, but also another athletic center that could have fit. Uh, and somebody we got asked a question about, actually. Oh, right. Yeah. And that, that is important. Um, Kate Johnson is still down here in the wide receiver group. Um, the linebacker looks to have tapped out. So I don't know if there's anybody left that is uh, has a draftable grade on my board. I'm taking a look right now. Um, the only one that is still here uh, would be, where'd he go? Um, Garrett Wallow, who is, again, um, a linebacker safety hybrid um, with a lot of speed and coverage ability, but he's very light, and he doesn't take on the run very well. He would be Which a is what we kind of took with the last safety pick we took. So right. not a guy that really fits what you want to be able to do. So you would be looking probably at a uh, wide receiver if there's anybody that fits. I would think so. And the one with the most upside, I think, is Josh uh, Imiturbebe. I think that's how you say it. Um, again, I got another guy over six foot. I think he's six foot two. Uh, about 215 pounds. Um, he does have very good leaps. He scored well athletically. I think that's a, a nice combination. And he's not, uh, Illinois isn't a powerhouse, but it's not a terribly small school either. We're not talking about, you know, uh, North Dakota State or something like that that is a different level of competition. Uh, let's see. There's Cornell Power from Clemson. Um, the only guy who was actually at Trevor Lawrence's pro day to be thrown to. Um, and then we're starting to get down into some risk versus reward guys, guys that I think need to run out of the slot to be effective. Yep. So there's your thoughts. Um, Marlon Williams, UCF is, is another long shot, but I would go with Josh. Get him. Okay. Josh, a matter to baby. I'm just, uh, if I'm he lands you, on this I'm, roster, I'll figure it out. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> my thought. And I'm going to just wait for you to tweet out his name the first time. I'll cut and cut and paste. Thank you very much. <laughs> Okay, we are winding down to pick 207 for the Kansas City Chiefs. And that is not their last. We're also going to have 249 because we acquired that in the trade and didn't trade it back out. So now I think it's really best player available that can fit your system. And I do think the system is important here um, because as we're in the, the late sixth, it is what it is. Um, small corner Lenore out of uh, Oregon has, has some decent skills, but is not very productive and he's a little undersized. Um, I think that's a long shot. We did um, take a look at some others. There is Rashad Wild, yep. who's out of Wisconsin, who has a severe advantage in the athleticism ranking. And another guy that we just got asked about and Wyatt Hubert is still sitting there as well. Ah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that you can have enough edges. The question is going to be, I think, beyond uh, a fourth-round selection in Hayes. I don't know if there's room on the roster. So even if Wyatt Hubert can can make the leap, Oh, I'm I agree. Not sure. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he's still there. Yeah, uh, I think you have to look at. You're going to have to be looking honestly at linebackers, corners, uh, even wide receivers at this point, um, because really, if you start breaking down the roster and where they're set at, they're set at running back for the most part. They're set at QB. They're set at wide receivers. We don't have any tight ends that are available that 
uh, seem to still be there. So that's really not an option. Um, offensive line, I mean, you could be looking for an offensive tackle, but we kind of already have, I think they've already got their offensive line with taking two and all the signings that they've made in the offseason. So yeah, I think you're well, sitting at a point where you would need to be looking at some of those more special teams-oriented positions. Yeah, I would agree with that. The tackles, the best two had left on the border, Landon Young and Alaric Johnson, and they're both projects. Um, I don't think that their value here, one or both of them, is likely to be UDFA in my opinion. So we'll see what comes down. So that does leave you with, uh, miraculously, Josh Palmer, the wide receiver from Tennessee, is still on this board, and I can't believe that that's actually true. Um, He has offensive potential, not just special teams. So um, that's probably an outlier due to this particular simulation. Um, but the others on the board include Cade Johnson, a guy that I like a lot out of the slot. Uh, Jalen Darden, another guy that needs to run out of the slot uh, from North Texas. I think they both could be special teams players. Um, let's see. And we're looking at Tariq Thompson from San Diego State. Uh, what about Tony Fields from West Virginia? Tony Fields, I'm not so sure that he's a guy that's going to make it in the league. Like Athleticism-wise, I don't think that he's going to be there. He is definitely developmental, but from a Special team standpoint, I, I'm fine for giving that a shot because he may be able to contribute there. Well, I mean, you still have Dorian O'Daniel that's on the roster that he's and he's probably going into his last year in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if, if he can't fill a role on the defense, then I don't think that that's a, a way you go. I think you have to try to look for people that can actually fill a role as well as play special teams. That's fair. Um, so, would you like to lean that way? Towards, uh, I mean, Fields, in my opinion, would likely be a replacement for DoD eventually. Well, but again, I guess what I'm saying is that it, I wouldn't go after and draft somebody if you don't think they can fit your scheme. Okay. If you're just drafting somebody for special teams, I think that that's kind of a wasted pick. Uh, maybe in the seventh round you start doing that, and that's where we are. So, actually, we're still in the sixth, right? Yeah, just barely. Yeah. So, but same thing applies. I mean, I, I still think that, uh, you know, you have to look at the positional groups that they carry the most people at because these are going to be your special teams guys. You're absolutely right. And we still, there is a lot of athleticism still on the board um, with wild goose from Wisconsin still there. So the question becomes is where do they have roster spots for this speed? Is it, is it at corner or is it at wide receiver? It's a tough, it's a tough, I think that they could make an argument that they don't have them at either right now. Right. That's fair. Um, I think there's another option for 249 that we'll have. So I am leaning towards Wild Goose and take the the most athletic corner on the board. Take him. Done deal. So there we have that. We're going to tick down here to the last of the Chiefs picks in this particular round. Uh, 249, which I believe is going to be right at the very end. Was it 256 is Mr. Revelant, right? Yeah. Mr. Ryan Suckup and all those other guys. Them dudes. Okay, Johnson just went off the board. I thought he might survive there. Okay, so we are at 249, uh, a pick we acquired via trade. We are sitting. I like Racy McMath's game. He can easily play special teams. Big body guy from LSU actually ran uh, just as fast as Jamar Chase. That's an interesting one. Tamori and Terry out of Florida State, who I know is a fan favorite, um, as well as Marquez Stevenson, another developmental guy from Houston that uh, has big play potential. Any of them stand out to you? I'll take the guy from LSU. Okay. I am perfectly comfortable with that. 
Bryce McMath has some decent reps at the Senior Bowl as well. Um, not a world beater, but I think somebody that can contribute. So that's where we are today, folks. Uh, we'll do a, a quick rundown. Sam Cosme's uh, a starting offensive tackle. Creed Humphrey is a starting center. Benjamin St. Juice is a developmental corner that will actually earn time, I think, behind the guys that are up there in the starting level now. Jacoby Stevens is a developmental safety that can take over for either Armani Watts or Dan Sorensen as uh, time goes by. Dalen Hayes out at the edge. Josh and Matterturbebe. Hopefully that's the best one yet from Illinois as a, a developmental wide receiver. Um, speed with Rashad Wilgoose out of uh, Wisconsin, the cornerback and Reese McMath, wide receiver from LSU, the third on their team here in this last 2020 season. That's what we have for you in Kansas City. Let us know what you think of this one over at Locked On Chiefs or in the iTunes reviews. And if you have a player that you'd like to take a look at or you think that we're overlooking, leave that in the iTunes reviews as well. We appreciate the five stars and all the reviews we've been getting lately. Thank you very much for that. I think this is a good way to start the week. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Thanks for listening today, and we'll talk to you then. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.